Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. And what's going on, hockey fans? And welcome to episode number 80 of Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast 80. I can't believe this has actually gone on for 80 episodes. <laughs> I can't. It's, yeah. a, it's a miracle. It is. <laughs> oh, boy. So anyways, we're uh, recording here on Friday, June 3rd of 2022 at 4.30. A uh, little bit different time for us, but uh, between scheduling conflicts, sicknesses going around, you know what? We were going to take the week off, but we said, nope, we are a hockey show. This is what we do. We make things happen. And sure enough, here we are. What's this key? This week, Kimosabi. You said, I was like, yeah, let's just let it ride till next week. Listen, I was trying to give you credit. I know. Here here you just went and ruined it all. I know. I know. I couldn't help myself. So, and for those of you who don't know, I'm Scott Kinville. And that other voice was my, uh, my, Trusty sidekick over here. Yes. Our producer, Dave the Save Warner. How you doing? I'm good. You know what? Yeah. I, I watched this real interesting series over the weekend. Okay. It was about Theodore Roosevelt on the History Channel. Did yeah. you see that? No. Really? It was it was awesome. It, it really was. I thought all you watched was hockey. Well, every once in a while, I like to expand my horizons. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. Okay, Theodore. But anyways, it, so it was like one of those docudramas right. kind of deal. And like apparently, like in the early, early 20th century, like the language was totally different. So I was thinking, it, was, it sounded kind of fun. So like, if somebody like gets you like in a, in a like they're breaking your chops and they get you, right? Like the other person goes, "Oh, bully for you." <laughs> so <laughs> I was thinking maybe we ought to start incorporating some of that into the show. I think not. <laughs> You're no fun. <laughs> yes. uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you worry. I'll catch you. Yeah. With bring it. your boy in here. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to. I'm going to. And our co-host coming to us live via satellite from Annapolis, Maryland, here to help us unwrap everything that's going on in the hockey world, Mr. Drew Bray. What's happening, brother? Can you believe it? Like, we are here at it this, the, fi- the final round of the playoffs. Almost. And I know how hard it would be for you. For I mean, we talked about it earlier this week. We've both been sick. But... These games are amazing. They are. They are. This is. You can't take your eyes off of them for five minutes because something exceptional happens. Even my wife, who is barely a hockey fan, (laughs) saw that McKinnon goal the other day. And I watched it live and I'm like, honey, you have to come see this. Yeah, right. (laughs) it's, It's insane. Like, this is in the playoffs. This is not like, you know, some December Tuesday night. No, like these dudes are doing it. It's awesome. 
This is the best time of the year for hockey. And I'm really, really glad that you decided to push through. I know you've been sick, but it's awesome that oh, we're yeah. able to push through and talk about these games because these series have been absolutely bananas. They've been crazy to watch and awesome. I don't care if you're uh, – my team's out. Yeah, me too. But I love it. I can't get enough. It is. It's so true. Right. And, you, you know, I'll tell you what. This playoff especially has been like a gift handed to the NHL. Right? And now yeah. in your final four, you pretty much have the four at the – now you got to say the most exciting teams in the league. Yeah, right? for sure. I mean, and, listen, I mean, Cinderella two, stories are nice. From the start, we're Colorado and um, Tampa. And I think that that's still yeah. how we're going to go. But – I love the road. Yeah, the road yeah. The get there has been great. Exactly. I mean, everybody loves the Cinderella story, of course. But, you know, I, I don't think you can consider any of these four teams that are alive Cinderella's at all. No. I don't Maybe know. the Rangers. The, the Rangers. Something. I was going to say. Yeah, but you know Rangers. what, though? I'm going to tell you something. I'll tell you this right now. I, I don't. I never bought into this whole thing this season about the Rangers, you know, well, they're still in a rebuild. No. You didn't buy that? No, not no. one not one bit. They don't look at now, Listen, though. Listen, when, yeah. when you've got Artemi Panarin on your team, when you have Mika Zibanejad coming off the season that he oh, had, sure when you've got he's, Adam he's Fox good. coming off a Norris Trophy win, guess what? You're no longer in a rebuild. You're a playoff contender. No, you're not. That's no, all there is to it. either. I mean, and Shesterkin, yeah, I mean. Well, this was the year that he took over. Goaltending is everything in the playoffs, but Shesterkin has been off the chain. Oh, yeah. He's been so good. And I I think that he's one of those guys that I don't think everyone saw him coming as great as he is, you know, in the pipes. I just don't think so. And I think, Scott, you're right that, you you know, you name Zibanejad and Adam Foote and or Adam Fox and all these guys. But Shesterkin has just totally stepped up. He's been the difference maker. Really? Yeah. And, you know, sure. it's funny. I was going to ask you which conf- or which series do you want to talk about first. Let's talk about this one since we're already on right. it. <laughs> so to get there, uh, Tampa Bay has actually been resting for, for quite yeah. some time. Nine days. Nine you know, days, that, yeah. nine days. Right. And the, and the Rangers were just coming off another seven-game series. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, going into game one, you had to ask yourself, okay, well, is it going to be the battle of the rest versus the the guys who are, by the way, the Rangers are playing their second seven-game series in a row. And obviously, Tampa Bay had some rust oh, yeah. the other night. They, they were, you know, I, I'll tell you, I thought they actually kind of kicked it off when they, you know, when they got those two goals. I'm like, oh, okay, Tampa Bay's, you know, recovered. But then they kind of just, <laughs> it looks like they lost a gear in their transmission. But it, you know what? But yep. that's not that's not just them. You got to give credit to the Rangers for putting the gas down on them. They really did. So oh, that yeah. was not a symptom they of just Tampa Bay blowing it. Sure. The Rangers played an outstanding game. And the thing is, like watching those goals that happened, they were not soft goals against Vasilevsky. They were no? moving the puck through the zone and then making crossing passes to take Vasilevsky out of the equation. I mean, they were they were flushing pucks into empty nets. Yeah. And right. that has nothing to do with Vasilevsky. It has everything to do with the way that the Rangers were moving the puck. And I was completely impressed. I don't think it's going to last because you know, I've I I'll still pick the Lightning to come out of the series, but the Rangers were super impressive in game 1. Like oh, but now you're going to do the Lightning in 7, aren't you? 
instead no, of not even seven. I think really? six. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, had, I, had, I had the Rangers winning in six in the last round. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I mean, you know, the the thing is too. You know, with that layoff or ten, and listen, it's not an excuse at all. No excuses, especially at this time of the year. But when you're off for that long, it's the goaltending that gets affected the most. Because goalies are more than anybody. And and listen, hockey players in general are creatures of habit, but yeah. especially goaltenders. And when you're talking about momentum and staying focused and sharp, because I'll tell you something, you can when you get that long layoff, which actually I kind of thought would be really beneficial for Tampa because they're kind of a veteran team. And they've played a ton of hockey over the past three years. Well, look at so Patrick you're saying, hey Drew, he's he saying he he like eighteen. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Oh no, I, I was waiting. <laughs> he's saying that the old guys needed the break. Is that's I what am that old. trans? No, that's what, what you, you translated into that Tampa no, no, Bay. I'm old, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm older than both of you guys. I'm not buying that. I just read some statistic. Yeah, he met Theodore Roosevelt. So had played like. 18 straight series in one? Yeah. Like be- between when he played for the Blues and when he played for the Lightning? Right. Like it, it's really hard for me to buy into the the layoff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a 50-50 throw. Right. Like, Especially I mean, that long. To be said from, you know, we talked about it before, right? Ruts and grooves. When you're in a groove, you're winning. If you're home. Yeah, you're getting better, but you're getting healthier. Right. But yeah, it, it really it, it's really hard. And I think that Tampa's gonna come back and and hit really hard. I think it's gonna be a great series in the East, especially because of that. Like I think the Rangers are surging. Shisterkin is right now a god. Is he better than Vasilevsky? Vasilevsky ah. he's huge. Yeah. I mean, just Physically, he's um, like, honestly, Drew. I don't think you can answer that question for another couple of years yet. Yeah, I think you're I, right. I, I, think I, I think you got to wait a couple of years. I want to see the yep. full body of work, right? That's what I want to see. But the the well, interesting thing is, it, it's it's that layoff, right? If it was only like three or four games or days, I think that would have been much more beneficial for Tampa than it would have to be waiting over a week. That's a lot sitting there watching yeah. and watching and watching and waiting. So, obviously, the Rangers had momentum going. There was no no oh, yeah. if indoors or buts I mean, about that. And right playing, like, high-stakes games. Like, those games against Carolina were so fun to watch. I mean, I, unfortunately for Carolina, their goaltending was... Well, they didn't have Freddie Anderson, which... I, mean, I think Ranta's gone for six to eight months or something. Yeah. With his knee, like, yeah, it's a bad... Yeah. You know... I wanted to ask you about that, too. Let's just rewind just a little bit. Because watching that Game 7 in Carolina, now, you know, Carolina was dominant at home, of course, in that series. And they were pretty much dominant all year. Yeah. But... The the numbers were amazing. Like, home versus road? But... That was crazy. Here they are, they're home. Game 7 got their home crowd behind them. And they didn't show up. I know they put a lot of shots on goal, but it was mostly perimeter shots. Yeah. They didn't really put yeah, anything challenging in there. Tips, yeah. You know, I don't understand what happened there. You know, I'll tell you what. It's the same thing. Like, this is why I thought that the Capitals should have beat Florida. It's the same reason that yeah. Tampa did, because they slowed them down right. in the neutral zone. 
I think the Rangers knew how to beat Carolina before yeah. they even drew the card. It just Maybe. felt like Carolina had like some scary talent, some great goal scorers. The crease was questionable. And that's what Shishterkin gave right. them the advantage. Right. So, you know, these guys are running through and to, to New York's credit, they pushed them to the sides, gave them bad opportunities, but Shishterkin won that series. Yeah, I think I think you can easily say that. Was an even close. And really, yeah. when you look at it, honestly, Shisterkin won the Pittsburgh series for him too. And I will oh, say yeah. this too, and I'm gonna tell you this. I think that Pittsburgh series was the best thing that could have happened to the Rangers because it forced them to deal with adversity. Don't forget, they were what? They were down three games to two in that yeah, series. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it forced them the to reach down and find that other gear. He was saying he couldn't believe how bad his team was playing. Right. And But they they did it. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. And especially playoff time, big stage time. you know. And it really, take the bread man out of the equation – where is the playoff experience on this Ranger team? Kreider, pretty, I guess. Pretty much not. Yeah, but I mean, all right. I mean, Kreider, that's fair. I remember Kreider coming up and playing against the Caps. When yeah. he, where did he come out of? Harvard? Like, no, Boston College. Boston College. I knew he was in the Northeast. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> we are right city. Play, yeah. <laughs> he came up and played like out of his mind. Right. As a kid. And he's been there ever since. So... To his credit, whether or not he's putting pucks in nets, he is giving that team an anchor, you know, to advance. Like, he is a legit, solid superstar in this league that may not get all the accolades, but he is a player. He's an anchor. I think so. I think you're right. But I think, I don't think he's a regular 50 goal scorer like he was this season. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But over sixty percent of his goals were on the power play. So, who's a fifty goal scorer? Ovi. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, Austin Matthews. Well, Austin Matthews, Kyle Connor almost was. McDavid. All right, I'll give you those. You know, but so I think he's a solid thirty goal scorer every year. Like Kopitar, same thing, right? Yeah, I mean thirty. Yeah, well, Kobe's really not putting the goals in anymore like he used to. I mean, he's starting to kind of he's. He's on the, the downside of his career. Let's put it that way. Still producing. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I think he. What do you have? Twenty five this year. Go with sixty assists. I think. But I, so and did it quietly too. Did it really quietly. Yeah. But but I know. What you, but I know what you mean. That's that's you know a yeah. given. So who's a superstar? Right. And and you know the thing is too. I, and I think I don't know. Maybe they, they'll learn a little something this season to promote even more of their superstars. Because and we'll, we'll talk about the other series in a second. But, I mean, I mean, this is just my opinion. I'm kind of getting sick of hearing the same names over and over again. It's like there's other guys on the ice, too. Okay, please. But let's get back to the to the Tampa Bay Rangers series. Right. So you think they're going to do it? Do you think Tampa Bay is going to do it tonight? Because they're playing at 8 o'clock yes. tonight. Mm-hmm. 100%. I because think that they're the team to beat. Like you said before, like we've talked about on this podcast before, is if you want to be the man, you, you got to be the man. man. <laughs> and I think Tampa's got all the weapons, and they're scary good. Yeah, They're scary good. Like, they just go so deep. And, you know, we talk about, like, Shishirkin, who is 
been phenomenal in net, but like, how can, I mean, Vasilevsky has two cups. Like, this dude can play. So when you talk about backing it up, I think that it's really, really difficult to bet against uh, Tampa Bay. And, you know, I think that we talked, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or just like when we were texting, but like, even though my caps beat Colorado, Colorado is also scary good. Oh. And I think that. Oh, we're going to get to that in a minute. Teams mm. meet up in the final. We're going to get to that in a minute. It's going to be crazy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I but mean, you know, interestingly enough, Tampa Bay is 18 and 0 in the games following where they've lost game one of a playoff series. 18 and 0. Oh, that's wild. So, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that is. That's very wild. And you know what? It's a buzzsaw. And listen, like I said, not taking anything away from the Rangers at all. Right. But don't forget round one. Round one when Tampa Bay played Toronto, and that was in Toronto, by the way. That's game one and game two. Toronto shut out Tampa Bay five to nothing. Tampa Bay looked like they were skating in molasses. And that's when, you know, then all of a sudden, oh, that's it. They're, they're done. The Tampa Bay dynasty's over, and we know how that worked out. Right. But do you remember that I said before that series that I thought it was going to be a good series? Right. Because I wanted to see the young Leafs take on the champs. And then I looked back at the stats, and then I saw that uh, Tampa had shut them out like eight nothing, and then like seven one in their last two meetings. So it was frustrating, but it, and I think that Toronto's on deck. Like I think that that's a good team that is set to, to advance. I just don't think that Tampa's ready to give up the throne. No, of course I mean, not. They're just too good. Yeah, too good. And I, I, it's it's almost frustrating to watch because they play against. I mean, Florida. For nothing, like they destroyed Florida. Florida had destroyed no answer, them. and you know, well, how- and I knew it because I knew it because I'd watched that cap series so close. And if the Caps could have actually shut off the faucet, like they should have, right? But Tampa, Tampa knew, and that organization is so incredible. I mean, I, I don't like that they're. Near us in Washington, but they are a phenomenal machine. And, you know, kudos to them and the organization that they're building. And like you said, you want to you want to be the man? You got to beat the man? I don't see New York doing it. Well, you know, and here's the thing. So your Capitals actually provided the blueprint on how to beat Florida. And that sure. was slow them down. Slow them down in the neutral zone, right? Which is exactly 100%. what Tampa Bay did. The big difference yeah. between Tampa Bay and Washington was Andre Vasilevsky Versus Samsonov, who would you rather have in net, right? right? So there, exactly. there it is. Yeah, and I think that if Tampa Bay is going to beat the Rangers, the reality is they're going to have to do the same thing to the Rangers. They're going to yeah, have to. But the Rangers do because the Rangers were flying. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the other thing too. Tampa Bay has yet to face. Card. Listen, you know, Sergey Bobrovsky is a great goaltender. He's got two Vezina trophies to his credit. But boy, he didn't look like it in that, that Florida Tampa Bay series all. at all. Nope, you're right. Oh my goodness. Oh, but you're right. I mean, and but listen, that's not to say that Shesterkin can't be well gotten to either. Pittsburgh nope. did, did that to him, you know. So, I mean, that, but again, I, what a battle between two outstanding goaltenders. 
Oh my goodness, it's so fun to watch, right? But what I want to know, Drew, who's going to step up tonight? Who's going to be the one for, if you're going to tell me that Tampa Bay is going to win, who's going to be the one that's going to be the difference maker tonight? I don't know. It's really hard because I hate them all. God, Danny's got to die on us uh, here. Hold on, Drew. Come tough. on. I, I, I really dislike uh, Zabenedad, <laughs> but I think that he could be the one that steps okay. up for New York. Okay. Um, and uh, I also hate Kucherov equally as much, <laughs> and uh, he could step up for Tampa. And I think that Kucherov or Braden Point are gonna—they're gonna be the ones that are gonna be difference makers. I think that is Braden Point gonna play because he didn't play game one. No, uh, he—I think he's coming back. I think he's day to day. Okay. Okay. But I think, but I think Kucherov or Zabenajad are going to be the ones that are going to be the ones who get the bounces. Like, I think that those guys work so hard and drive every shift mm-hmm. that I think that, I mean, Vasilevsky's and Shusterkin kind of, I think, wash each other out, but it's about loose pucks. It's about right. getting to the net. It's about getting to the money-making places. And I think that... Uh, getting to the Kucherov, grease areas. Yeah, I think Kucherov and Sabendijad get there. And they're going to be the difference maker. Whether it's tonight or the whole series, those guys are the ones. Right. They, Yeah, I mean, they're going to be the... the they're going to bring it. So, I think... I think you're right. I think Tampa Bay is going to tie this series tonight. And I say that with, with reservation, given how the Rangers played the other night. But that's just a, that's a hard stat to go against, that 18-0 and 0 after a game one loss. Yeah. But here's how I see how this is going to happen, right? Because to really beat a, a goaltender like Igor Shosturkin or even Andre Vasilevsky on a regular basis, you've got to take their eyes away. You've got to. You can't let them see Correct. everything. 100%. And I think, and this is just a gut feeling, but I think what's going to happen is Tampa Bay is going to take advantage of the power play tonight. And I'll tell you who's going to take the most advantage of it is going to be Victor Hedman. Damn. Oh, that's I would have thought Stamkos, but that's all well, right. I, I, see, I see Hedman for some reason, and I still think Alex Kalorn is going to get a goal tonight. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it just seems like they didn't call his name much. And, you know, yeah, I mean, of course it's easy to go with a guy like Stamkos or, or Kucherov, right? right? But we're not, we've not even talked about Stammer. Like, no? I, I, would, I would argue that he established Ovi's office before it was Ovechkin's. Like, he made his career on that left dot, yeah. slamming home slappers on the on, on the power play. And we're not even talking about him no. at all. No. He was the captain. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Right. Yeah. But there again, like I, I mean, said, they haven't played in nine days, so... But no, I, I think that's how talented that team is. I, I think it's you'll a see a different team tonight. Talented. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that depth has a lot to do with it. Like you said, like we can pick out six or seven guys that are going to win, right. that are going to score. But can we do that for the Rangers? I, I, I don't think we can. Yeah. I mean, it's... they're a talented team and they're super scrappy, but they're out kicking the coverage right now. They're right. doing great. Well, you know, here's the thing, like what I always said that the Rangers needed to do, and now they're finally starting to get it, 
they needed depth scoring because for the longest time, they were so dependent on Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, and Artemi Panarin, and Adam Fox to produce yep. their offense. But now you're getting, you know, I don't know how long it's going to last, but they're getting goals from Philip Hedl. Alexei Lafreniere has been pretty good in the playoffs. Even Capocacco well, yeah. stepped up his line. That kid young, line they got going on. Yeah, he's doing the work. So yep, Andrew sure. Kopp, Frank Vetrano, when you start getting scoring from your bottom six and your, your role players, that's usually a recipe for success. So that's another thing. But I will say this, though. Tampa Bay, more than any other team, I think, in the league, is outstanding at making adjustments. And you can rest assured that they're going to look at film from what happened in game one and go, oh, yeah, this is where we stuck our heads up our butts. Oh, there's another spot where we stuck our heads up our butts. We're going to fix this for game two. Yeah, man, and I mean, I mean, not not to be like, like so super down on the Rangers because I'm sure that a lot of your listeners are Rangers fans. Believe me, uh, I think listen. I think that that bottom six. I think that they're doing great, but I don't think it's going to last. Drew, let me don't. put it to you this way: after that game one, I thought my phone was going to explode. I was getting so many text messages. Okay. <laughs> bing, 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 yeah. bing. Oh Mine God. was too, congratulating me on picking them for going in there. Well, yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, hold on a second. Here it comes. Hold on a second. <laughs> Nostradamus over here wants to. Uh, he's he's all, he's thrilled. Did you guys get a delivery today? Huh? Did you and your wife get a delivery at the house today? How do you know about that? Um, Did I you do that? It. Yeah. Oh my God! We were so. What was it? I I kept arguing. I well, let's let's go to the first part. I can't believe you did that, Drew. You are one nut job. So Uh, you're a superstar, buddy. All right. So so what we're talking about is I pick the four teams that are now playing. right? Right. You know what he sent me? Two big boxes of drumsticks, ice cream cones. And I stood arguing with the lady out there going, we didn't, we didn't order these. And she said, but you're, she says, you're 590 Garden Street. I said, I know what my address is. I'm living here. But I said, I'm telling you, we didn't order these. And she said, well, then somebody did. I said, I have no idea who would do that. So we, we, you know, Deborah and I are in the house today because we had had to deliver the Mohawk Valley Express today. So we went to 40 something locations and we were exhausted just getting back before uh, Scott got here. And we're talking about it going, well, maybe it was somebody who saw how much we were dragging, taking all the papers around today and they thought we needed a treat. And I said, and then Drew, Drew, she was like, I have no room in the freezer for this. I, Cause I told her, I said, put him in there. She's going to be back. <laughs> to tell us they belong to somebody else. And so, but we're trying to clear the freezer and put these. T- <laughs> thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much, Drew. One. No, hell no. I thought there were somebody else's. Okay. So I was, I was explaining this to Scott before. So there is a series that started in Canada called Letterkenny. And there's now a spin-off <sighs> that is called Shorzy. And the inside hockey jokes in this show are incredible. And that's so, on Hulu. Right. That's on Hulu. And uh, what they, the MVP, when they win, they give them a, they call it a game stick. And it is a drumstick. But eventually, because everyone actually loved the drumsticks, the entire room ate them. 
And then they only gave the MVP his drumstick first. So, Dave, you are getting the MVP drumsticks. So eat them and enjoy them and share them with your wife. You get a drumstick. Scott, you should probably have one. I was going to say, I, should, I, I better I'm, get one out of this. Yeah, I Guess mean, what? I'm, I'm going to get you one, you know. <laughs> I'll but, tell you what, boys. You know what? you eat them, you'll be like, it takes you back. I'll tell they you. They are delicious. I can't you, believe you did that. You know what I want to see? Uh, I desperately want to see now is the video of Dave arguing with the, the delivery yeah. person. That's what I want to see. got a ring, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have a ring doorbell, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. next episode. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. It's It's been recorded. Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> but these, I didn't order these, <laughs> but this is your address. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I know so it's my address. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank, thank you so much, Drew. That, that is incredible. Yeah. You get you get the game stick, buddy. All right, all thanks. I appreciate it. Let's see if we can keep it going. Yeah, well, hundred yeah. percent. All right, let's go West Coast. All right, let's go West Coast. So Colorado and Edmonton obviously was going to be a very fun series right from the start. Two high flying offenses. Um, Fourteen goals. Not a lot of defense was expected to be involved for sure. Um, this right here had to have been a dream come true for the league. Having Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl matching up oh. against, you know, Nathan McKinnon, Cal McCarr, the the well, and, and finally he's in prime time. Well, that's that's the but whole thing, not right? Playing at ten thirty at night, he was playing at eight o'clock last night. Well, they finally Both got smart. That. that was great. They finally got smart and yeah. put those games on at eight, right? But hundred percent. So game one was just a, a barn burner. I mean, and actually Edmonton came back because Colorado was blowing them out, and oh, then. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they forgot how to play defense. Darcy <laughs> Kemper got hurt. Uh, so it ended up being a relatively close game. Eight to six was the final. What were your, and, and, and I know this is cliche, but what were your thoughts on that offsides? Uh, it, it's not cliche. Like, I have a really hard time with it because gun to my head, it was offsides. You think so? It just was. And I, I understand how the league is saying that he wasn't in possession of the puck as it came out. But, like, I mean, you know as well as I do, in beer league, that's offsides. I mean, it's an easy call. It's just, just like, it's over. But because it led to a goal, it became a big thing. And the league is trying – and, like, Tim Peel, the old ref, is, like, weighing in on Twitter. Like, oh, he's the best call ever. And I'm just like – that's not how I was taught offsides. Right. It's just not. Of course. He was in possession. In beer league, we don't have 17 different camera angles either. And, <laughs> exactly. Um, True. Although, although you could, right. you know, if you just give me a call. But no. Yeah, well, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, he's already got plans. Yeah, it's, I it's do. It's just out of control. I think we need some of that footage. Uh, yeah, well, you <laughs> yeah. know what? I want to I want to get you on the ice is what I want to. I can skate. Yeah, well, we'll put a GoPro on top of your head. You can follow me around. <laughs> no. Well, I would also say that in beer league that you actually probably have more officials because everyone on the bench. Oh, yeah. Official. Oh, yeah. No doubt about <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, yeah, no, I think it was offsides. It's, you know, and I'll tell you, if he says it's not. At first glance, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a no-brainer, right? Um, but here's the biggest problem that hockey has. And I've been saying this for a long time, and it just continues to exasperate itself. 
they have overcomplicated the game so bad that it is impossible to make actual just a down the middle call because everything is so subjective now, right? And I get it with you know with technology, well, we can do this, we can do that. I get it, but here's the thing: when we were growing up, it was it was easy. It was either. Outside, I mean, there was no, we didn't right. have tag up, remember? We didn't even right. have you, that. Yes, you only had, and you also only had one linesman and one referee. No, you had, what, you had the one referee, two, but still. Yeah. Right. And, and it, it, it seems like even with two referees, they still can't get anything right. Which, I, to I'm me, okay it, it's that. a symptom. It's a symptom, I, right? Because you actually have a lot of young officials in the league now that are, are trying to get their footing. And if you think the NHL is bad, you should see the AHL. It's the same thing. Right. But I mean, again, I can't, I can't, I can't put all the blame on the refs because number one, that is a job that I would not want for starters. I will, I will not take it for My starters. Me all the time, okay. Why don't you officiate younger leagues? I won't no. do it. No, it's a because, job. well, it, but again, it's because they have overcomplicated everything so much. Now, technically, by the letter of the rule, that was on sides. Technically. Yeah. Technically. So, yeah, it was a kind of a, I mean, yeah, obviously it was a bang-bang play, of course. But here's what happens, especially at the NHL level, when you have 17 different cameras that have all this, I don't know, Dave, what the technical term is, but for being able to zoom into the micro pixel or whatever it is they call it, <laughs> I don't know. That's up to you, not me. Well, that's because they're shooting in a higher resolution, so that allows you that. to zoom in more because you've got yeah. more data to look at. Right. And, yeah. So, and, and you know what? I try not to pay any attention to anything like that's on Twitter because you'll have people that are, like, cherry-picking screenshots, right? And it's like, listen, you have to understand Toronto has many, 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 many different views than you have at this play. Okay, it's, so yes, it was in. But here's my deal, yeah. right? For ever, especially for like the Oilers fans that are still screaming about that call, they didn't mind Game Five in Calgary when that go-ahead goal for Calgary got waved off with three minutes left and that quote-unquote kicking motion, which is another thing that they got to clean up. Well, they didn't mind that when that call went their way. So. Right. You know what? Sometimes, yeah, I understand being upset, but it's over. You got to let it go. Right. But there's, but there's, an, you know, there's another go. whole Pandora's box to open up. You know, it used to be if it went off your skate and went in, no goal. Yeah. No goal. Remember that? Yeah. But now, well, That's so long as you don't make a kicking, distinct, a distinct kicking distinct motion. Kicking well, motion. Right. what's the difference between a kicking motion and trying to stop? Or, you know, it, it's because it's, you're stopping at the crease. Your skates are turned. And right. If a puck hits them, it's always going to go in that direction. Right. Yeah, so but, but again, with head hits, like you can slow it down. Oh, and that, that too. Thousand times. Right. Like, it's really, really hard. And, you know, this is again, I always want to uh, reframe my opinion that I root for a team that has Tom Wilson. <laughs> 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 to be fair, to be fair, every single head hit gets another look. And every single head hit that comes after that goes, well, Tom Wilson did it. <laughs> what happened? Jerry used to love that, by the way. <laughs> you see, Scott, this is why I'm choking and coughing and laughing. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, when you slow these things down, like, I mean, we've seen them even in the playoffs with the head hits. Like, it's really, really hard to call in real time. 
And that offsides that you bring up right. is a very, very corner case. Right. And I've seen it before where the guy just taps the puck over the line, doesn't touch it until somebody touches up, but he's still technically, I would have said, in possession of it. So I would have called it offsides. You know what I'm I wish? Official. You know what I wish? I wish we actually could see all the angles that Toronto has. Because you only see a few of them. Yeah, and I, I, I actually, I don't, I don't want you know to been a, You know what would have been great? An overhead view of that play. Yeah. That would have been great. To see just how yep. far off the stick that puck was. <coughs> yeah. How, that would have been yeah, out. How, which yeah, they probably the had. Was. They probably had yeah. that. But, you know, obviously you're not going to see that. Um, but actually, I, I actually don't want that. I, I, I no, completely disagree I, with that. I want, I want no angles. You know, I'll, I'll tell you something. Call it in real time. That's it. Right. It's done. It, it just and, and listen. I know, like I'm, I'm the old man on the porch yelling at the neighborhood kids. Oh, I'm, but, I'm way worse. But you know what, though, it, it just seems to me, 20 years ago, whatever, it was just so much easier because you didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm all for having replay to make sure a call is correct, but when they're I think sometimes replay gets abused yeah. to the point where it slows everything down so much where, you know, well, we're going to challenge this. We're going to challenge that. We're going to come on. At, at what point? Right. That, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't necessarily think that. I'm but because. Okay for letting but, it like we're seeing it in baseball, like these horrific calls. Like, I don't want replay. Call it. It's done. No replay. No slow motion. No, I'm coming out of the zone. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know That'd what? be scary. Probably, yeah, man. <laughs> it probably beats me more. I'm the old man. No more. I don't want I don't want to see any of it. Well, you know what a lot like, of because it Because when I see it, then I'm like, hey, it looks like it could have been off sides. But then I'm like, I don't want to see it. Just call it. <clears throat> Whatever you call on the ice is fine. Although, in that particular game, I did feel that Colorado was getting – the benefit of the doubt in a lot of calls. And that happens. Yeah. It's bias. Yeah. But you know what, though? Uh, Edmonton's also a very aggressive team. So sometimes you can also go oh, to the well once too are. often with that. Really. But did you me, watch it last night? I did. I did. But I just want to close with that. But just want to close the whole replay topic that I do think sometimes officials will make the call that they know is going to get reviewed anyway. I think there's a yeah. lot to that. If like they're not like, are. you know, like like in You're football, right. right? Like, oh, I'm just going to call it a touchdown because I know it's going to get reviewed anyhow. Exactly. And if I got it wrong, yeah. no, it's going to get called back. Yeah. No worries. So I think a lot Maybe of that's crept wrong. into the, into the game too. Yeah, and, but and I'll I tell think you, that, that only comes. With, yeah, you're right. I think that only comes with like experience in the league, and that you make a call, and you just say, well, they're going to review it anyway. So right, exactly. So what do I care? Who cares? Yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna take a break for like five minutes. That's, that's that all good. Is a very interesting perspective on well, that. Well, there, Drew. There's someone uh, that's you know on the line here watching the show live. Happens to be my son down in Austin, Texas. So he he's got a comment here. He says it's all rigged anyway. So, <laughs> which, which is, I brought him up that way. I said it's all rigged. Don't worry about it. Are you, are you going to share any of your drumsticks with him? Are you going to send some down to him? You know he what no, he no, did we call was him he, game sticks, bud. No, wait a minute. He, he got on here and he said, ask Dave about his ice cream modeling days. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> I, I, you know what? Took a weird detour. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's his name? Does that say Jason? Jason it Warren? does. I knew you couldn't Jason? read it. it t- you know, Scott's got a twenty-one inch monitor here that he can't yeah. read the text on. Oh, it's so. terrible. That's why. I, listen, I just want anybody to know who actually you know watches on the YouTube channel and wants to know why I don't respond to questions because I can't see it. <laughs> I saw. I got to get a computer for myself, like right here yeah. in front of me. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I'll go back and I'll watch like the replay for like edits and all I, that. I know. And I'll feel terrible. Like, oh man, this person was asking this. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's because I can't, because yeah, I don't have, and even if I had my glasses, no way. It's too Drew, far away. the short version is one day on my uh, cell phone, a picture showed up and uh, it looked like me on a bluebell ice cream box wearing a straw hat and everything else. And I swear it was my doppelganger. And my grandkids were just Dude, cracking up. Dude, I cough when I laugh. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> All right. I, we won't have do, got... I won't do that anymore. I had the Jason, picture. And, and we need pictures. <laughs> I had the picture and it's gone because I lost it. Yeah, right. Uh, when, no, I lost it. I love that picture, actually. <laughs> I mean, it makes it look like I was a model for Blue Bell ice cream. I'm, I'm in on that. Well, I'm, Jason, <laughs> if, if, if you got it, please send it back. Jason, text it to me again and then, you know, I'll try and get it up next time. <laughs> Well, I won't say that. I'll try and get it up on the show. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, well, we, we went from a, a, a weird turn to a really weird turn. And I'm just going to kind of. Oh, God. <laughs> but, so let's get back to hockey, shall right, we? Back to we'll hockey. Get, He's on a mission to find it, he says. All right, we're good. So, yeah, Brett, you, uh, you brought up game two, which was last night. I got to tell you something. I expected a much better response out of Edmonton, and they did not have it. I think that they were digging deep, and you're right. They didn't. I mean, Evander Kane was, like, chirping across the benches. Like, and, and, you know, Darnell Nurse was trying to, like, get in people's heads. Yeah, well, I think the opposite happened. Well, and McDavid laying the lumber. Yeah, did you see that? Like, being an actual power forward, it it just wasn't enough. I mean, Dreisaitl's been kind of absent, which – Sucks for them. Yeah, I I think he's got a nagging injury because I know he got hurt in the LA series. Yeah, but but I mean, still, like skill wise, it, it, I mean, and maybe the injury has to do with it. But his hands have always been unquestionable, and I think that there have been times when there have been loose pucks that he could have pocketed or made a play on that he hasn't made a play on. And, and he, maybe you're right with the nagging injury, right? But McDavid has stepped up and played so super hard. But, you know, like we talked about the first time I was on this podcast, Colorado is so fast and so good. And it's not through the neutral zone. It is in the defensive zone, short passes in the defensive zone, and it is in the offensive zone. Like, those guys are doing work. They don't need the speed through neutral. They possess the puck. And I – like I said, like earlier in the year, I was like, whoa, even though my team happened to beat them, I'm like, they're going deep. They're just that good. And they've not disappointed. And Edmonton, for all of their efforts and their personnel, frankly, like they just don't have an answer. Well, here's the thing, Drew. I think this series is just completely exposing Edmonton's lack of depth, right? Yeah. So yep. when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on your team, that can cover up a lot of deficiencies. It really can. And the fact of the matter is, 
LA and Calgary simply just could not keep up with them. I really thought Calgary was going to come up with a game plan yeah. to slow them down. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. Okay. Colorado matches up speed for speed. And Colorado has a lot more depth. So, and I kind of think that Edmonton went into game two thinking, oh, well, Darcy Kemper's not playing. We've got Pavel Franco's. This game's ours. Yeah. Well, guess what? Pavel so. Franco's yep. was, was pretty darn good in that game. Got the Played shutout. Okay. Yep. And what people That's forget cool. is that at one time, Pavel Franco's was actually on on the radar for some as the goaltender of the future for the Colorado Avalanche. Sure. Yeah, he was a, he you was know, a he, first rounder. Yeah, he, he played like yeah. half a season for him two years ago, and he played very well. Yep. So it's not as though Pavel Franco's was just coming in as some rookie coming out of the AHL. Okay, he's a season. He's actually or an a NHL season stringer, right? Like Carolina was trying to put on the ice. Right. Exactly. Not happening. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, this guy can play. No kidding. <laughs> you know? uh, but like I said, to me, the complete and total lack of depth on Edmonton was totally exposed. Totally. Yeah, but I mean, even on the top, even like, you know, top for top, like I think that one of the things that was super representative of how I think that this series is going to go was McDavid doing his inline crossovers to speed by people and then – Makar poke checking him last night. I know, did you see it that? It was so I did. And, and I was like, wow, that is that that just doesn't happen day to day. Those are two superstars going head to head, and Makar won that battle. Well, did you see too? Makar had to finished. turn to catch him too. Yeah. Did you see that? Exactly. And I, that had right. to and that had to have totally caught McDavid off guard. Like, whoa. Right. If you watch McDavid, the way that he attacks is he looks at the defenseman's heels sure. and see which way that he's turning. And Makar overcame that and still got the poke check. Yeah. It was really impressive. And I think that depth aside, even at the top, if you're putting out two guys and it's McDavid as much as I think that he is McJesus, I I – think Makar is just bananas. I mean, maybe it's just his year, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm on a, I'm on the Makar train. Oh, there's there's no doubt. We've uh, temporarily lost our video because I think Dave's doing something or other. But anyways, there we are. Uh, <laughs> but you just keep looking at the camera. You never had that monitor before. <laughs> the game stick. <laughs> so, but no, I, and you know the the other thing too is with this series is that yeah, we can sit here, we can talk about McDavid and Drysdale, McDavid and Drysdale. We can talk about those guys until we're blue in the face. But everybody forgets Nate McKinnon's a top three player in this league too. Oh, it's it's almost like yeah. it's uncanny how it's been forgotten. Here's I mean, the other thing too. The other night. And here's the other thing too. Nazem Kadri has stepped up big time in these playoffs. <laughs> and really, the scariest part is Gabe Landeskog and Miko Ratnan really haven't done much. No, they've been. They invisible. haven't done much. Although Kadri, future capital. Just saying, Kadri uh, is definitely going to be in the conversation for coming to Washington next year. But but McKinnon is bananas. That goal, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, like it just absolute full skill. Compare it to McDavid. Any of his goals, like just cut through the defense. And who was it last night that cut through the defense for Colorado? Didn't score. Oh, that was JT Comfort. Yes. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And the thing that, is, too, if you look at the, the depth that Colorado has on it's not just McCarr. 
You got, you got Devin Tate, who I still can't Bowen, believe they got yeah. for, what, two second-round picks? Yeah. <laughs> and the physicality. Bowen Byram, who appears to be over his injuries. Eric Johnson has been been playing really good for them. You know, you got Josh Banson on your third pairing. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, that's when it gets weird, right? I mean, it's the only reason that the Capitals won the Cup in 2018 is that they had these depth guys who were having career years. Right. Like, and I think that Colorado's in that mix. And I think that that's why I believe that Colorado's going to, it's going to be Colorado Tampa. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I definitely. I, I can't wait to watch it. Definitely Colorado out of the West at this point. I think that, and obviously people were picking them as the team to beat. I mean, for some reason, like, you know what? I will, I will tell you this. The Calgary Flames tricked me. I'm not happy about it. They fooled me. Love Daryl Sutter, but darn it, your team fooled me. I really thought that they were going to. Love his quotes. <laughs> just saying. I did. I, th- just I saying. thought that they could shut them down too. I, I, I don't disagree. But they didn't. And, of course, you know, here we are. So the thing is, though, you know, it's, it's a great storyline either way, right? So Colorado makes the finals. Now, if the, the Lightning win, obviously it's the new superpower against the defending champs, right? Or if the Rangers get in, it's the two up-and-comers clashing to see who's going to be the new king of the NHL. Underdog, yeah. So that is, it's a fantastic storyline all the way around. <coughs> well, Now let me ask you this. Does Edmonton rebound in game three at home? I don't think so. Ooh. I don't think so. And you, you're you going for a sweep I mean, there, Drew? After seeing two touchdowns in the first round, first game, <laughs> I was like, is anyone going to play defense here? Yeah, right. Like, are we just, like, letting people go, and then we'll just time it out so that we have one more than you and last guy scores wins? <laughs> it was terrible. But last night's game kind of brought things back into playoff perspective, and I just don't think that. I don't think that Edmonton can is coming back. Yeah, I, I think don't. I think the thing. I think that they threw the entire toolbox at the game last night, and that includes the physicality, with McDavid even throwing hits. And I loved Evander Kane chirping between the benches. Like it was awesome. <laughs> like I loved watching it. I just don't think that they have enough. And I think that, you know, I think that Evander Kane could be a game changer in this series. Just because he wants it so bad. Like, he's been in the league for so long. Yeah. And I think he provides an element of veteran. I don't want to necessarily say leadership because I don't think that he's a leader. But he's a guy that pushes all the chips in. He's going for it. He wants it. This is it for him. Right. But be that as it may, I think uh, game two proved Colorado is in Edmonton's head, and especially a guy like Evander Kane who can't keep his temper under control. So, hundred percent. If he doesn't, if he doesn't calm himself down and get his head back in the game, it's going to be a very long night in Edmonton because you can't just keep giving power plays to Colorado, whether you agree with the call or not. I get it, frustration. But really, if you were and, and honestly, Drew, I thought last night when Edmonton killed off that five on three. In the first period, you recall it because Colorado had like a, a minute and a half, five on three, and Edmonton killed it in pretty convincing fashion too. I'm like, uh oh, there's yeah. a turning point. Like we're gonna have a tied yep. series, and then Duncan Keith got away with one when he tripped McKinnon yep. stupidly too. What were you thinking with that? He is so lucky they didn't call that. Oh, but yeah. 
That notwithstanding, I thought, there's the turning point right there. That's what Edmonton needed. That confidence builder to get them back. On the road. Yeah. In a hostile environment. And then all of a sudden, boy, did the wheels come off. Oof. It's just relentless from Colorado. Relentless. Again, like we talked about at the top of the podcast, it is so fun to watch. Oh, it is. It is. It is. I mean, the first five minutes of that game last night were just like just exchanging chances left and right, big plays, offensively, defensively, goaltending. It was amazing hockey. Like that's why we're fans, right? Even though our teams aren't in it, it's great. It's amazing. I love watching it. I can't turn it off. Oh. My kids hate me because I don't want to put them to bed and read them stories because I can't miss three minutes of the first period of these games. It's so, crazy. Intermission, it's so kids. Good. You got 10 minutes starting now. <laughs> well, you were texting me last night and like I'm reading cupcake diaries to my daughter, but I'm actually following the game. <laughs> You bad dad, bad dad. I'm not, Dave. I am the best dad because I'm trying to instill into them how it's the right way to do things. No, how important hockey is. That's what he's trying (laughs) to say. And being a Capitals fan. You're right. Both of my kids asked me how the Caps are doing tonight. Oh, geez. I'm yeah. Like, no. yeah, no, we're not going to go on to we're that. Not, we're not reading that book. Still a great hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to so, yeah, agree with I you, Drew. I, I think it's Colorado here. I think I think Edmonton's going to yeah. win one at home. I don't they think might, it's going to be a sweep. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but yeah, yeah I just yeah, Colorado's yeah. too much for him. Just too much. Yeah, and you know, I you know, we talked about the the days off stuff. But I also think there's something to be said for the travel stuff. And I think that, you know, when you're playing in Edmonton or Vancouver or Calgary, like you're used to a pretty long travel schedule. Sure. Like just getting out and flying and getting home and the airports. And I think that we're very fortunate in the East where you have this, these clusters of teams that like, I mean, you're a train ride away maybe. Right. Right. Um, but I think that Edmonton certainly holds the advantage over Colorado. Although Colorado at home with the mile high and the altitude. Yeah. A little something to be maybe, said for that. Right. Something. Maybe there's something to be said for coming down to, uh, I don't know what Edmonton is at, like elevation wise. But maybe, maybe there's something. I, mean, I just know that they're Colorado. really, really up there as far as being north. That's yeah. what I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, maybe maybe they steal one or two at home, but I, I just think that I, I just think that Colorado has too much for them. Yeah, and I think that yeah, I think that Tampa has too much for New York too, and I think that that's what we're going to see. It's going to be a great final. I think that even the conference finals are going to be great. I don't think they're going to be blowouts at all. No, I like, think I love the matchups. Again, I think this but, is this has just been a gift from above for the NHL and. What's even more better, for, even better for them, is that the NBA Finals are going on right now. So in about a week's time, they're going to have the sports landscape There's almost to themselves, else. other yeah. than baseball. Yeah. Hey, Drew. Uh, Drew Edmonton's four thousand feet lower. Yeah. All right. So that's yeah. what six thousand less than. Yeah, they're at twenty one hundred feet. Uh, yeah, but Edmonton's no joke. I mean, four thousand is no joke. I mean, I think that in my neighborhood right here, as I look out the window, you can see I think the ocean. Might be <laughs> yeah. I think, no, it's supposed to be Bay, but I think that we might be less than five. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, Edmonton is not at 4,000. They're at 2,100. They're 4,000 less. So a mile 
five thousand. Oh two. yeah, so man. Yeah. They say six thousand. Yeah, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a big difference for. I mean, and if if you're an oiler, like skating at those altitudes is definitely different. I wonder if yeah. anybody's done a study about that. About you know what. I'm, what kind of impact there? You're going to go research it. Oh, I'm, well, I'm sure no, there has I'm been sure. because I mean, there's been professional sports in Denver right. for how long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I meant NHL wise, and and eh, maybe. does that give you an edge against competitors? Hmm. Well, I'm sure it is. Some well, I there's mean, something that's why of an the edge. Olympic team trains in Denver. Yeah, I mean, you know, you come down from that, and your lungs are better. Yeah, there you go. I mean, but, so, so what do you think? Is it five games? I struggle between five and six. If Edmonton steals one or two, it's possible. Um, it's really hard from like a rooting and fan perspective. Right, right. Because like I none of these are my favorite teams. Yeah. I have Colorado going in my pools and my brackets. Um but yeah, Colorado comes out. I think it may go six. Uh no, five. Yeah, five. yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think Edmonton five. gets that one I, win at home, but and, and you know, it's, it's real easy to cherry pick because they're up two nothing, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's super easy. Makes oh, it all easier. You know what, Honestly, I would have said that, and like you know, we talked about this before on I think one of the previous episodes. I was like, like I can, yeah, it's easy to cherry pick, but like I would have picked this the same way if Edmonton were up two nothing. Right. Like I just think that that. Well, you want to be picking that Colorado in five. Yeah, I just think that that's the way that it's going to go. Um, I well, again, it's always worth a watch. Oh, it is it's not going to definitely. Be a yeah, definitely, it you won't. You will not be wasting your time. That's for sure. Nope. So normally no, at this though, juncture, and, and that's partially who I think will win and who I want to win. Well, there's you know that I mean? too. Like, it's a weird thing because they're not my favorite team, but like, yeah, there's there's I'm that too. My bracket, <laughs> right. There's that too, of course. Well, my bracket's already destroyed, so I'm not. David, you know, when McDavid comes to town in Washington, like that is one ticket that of the entire regular season that when I go to Caps games, like I want to see him play. He's great. Of course, I yeah. I mean, that's him. yeah, absolutely. So I don't you know think what that he makes. The... I want to talk ahead. about that because normally we would be going to commercial break, but we've only got like five minutes left because uh, the intrepid reporter here, Dave the Saves, got to get to a baseball game. So I want to close this. Taking game sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's probably going to try to sell them. You watch. <laughs> no, you watch. He's going he's gonna to have his, his, his uh, Carvel no, ice cream they'll, uniform they'll, on. He'll be melted the, before I get with there. With the paper hat. Yeah. You know. No. I carry too I much stuff. Are you going to Diamond Dogs? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Diamond Dogs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's close with, with Mr. McDavid. So there has been a lot of chatter <laughs> since we last go. week, especially with uh, – Andrew Ferns, who used to be the captain for the Edmonton Oilers, put out a tweet saying that if Connor McDavid played in Wayne Gretzky's time, Connor McDavid would put 300 to 400 points up per season. So now, of course, the Connor McDavid bandwagon, yeah, he's a million times better than Gretzky. Look what he does, blah, 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 blah. What's your opinion on that? Is he better than Wayne Gretzky? No. And you know what? The the thing is, like, I, and I will say this, like, just after watching the recent broadcast, clearly Gretzky is a giant McDavid fan. Oh, yeah. Like, you when think? you watch him and the way that he talks about the Oilers, he is a huge fan. That's number one. Number two, 
if McDavid would put up 300 points, how many would Ovi put up? Right. That's it. Right. And that's only from a Caps fan. And I know that it sounds super biased, but yes, I'm certain that McDavid would put up more points. The thing is, even though McDavid puts up a ton of points, I don't necessarily, and, and I'll say the same thing about Ovechkin. I don't think he, that Ovi makes his teammates better. I think Backstrom does for the mm-hmm. Caps. I think that he makes his teammates better. I don't necessarily think that McDavid does. I think that Dreisaitl cleans up a lot of garbage, but yeah. I don't think that McDavid is saying that – I don't think that McDavid is making Dreisaitl a better player. I don't think that he's making Nugent Hopkins a better player. Nope. Great player, incredible to watch, great goal scorer. I don't think that whatever hockey Twitter says about backing right. up and saying that he put up 300 points, I just don't think that's a thing. Drew, I completely agree because, I mean, I've been saying this for right. a long time, right? So Conor McDavid is obviously a human video game. Hands down the yes, most exciting player in the league. Hands down. Yep. But how when, long has Edmonton been trying to find somebody to put on his line that can play with him? The only one is, is, is Dreisaitl, and that hurts the team because now you just took your second line center away. So it creates a death issue is what it does, right? But the thing like with with Gretzky is Gretzky, you hit the nail right on the head. He made every line mate that ever went with him a better player. Dave Samenko scored 40 goals on Wayne Gretzky's line. Okay? Who was garbage. I mean, well, he was was his enforcer, really. I mean, Take a list of 40 goal scorers today. The man who this show is named after. Look at how much better he made Marty McSorley. Right. Absolutely. So yep. that's just a small sampling. And and I'll tell you, even like a guy like Sidney Crosby, and I know you don't want to hear this, but I've said this a thousand times, Sidney Crosby makes his teammates better. I I and I a hundred percent agree. So and there's no even though I hate him as much, he is a great player who makes he he made um uh who the who is it? He's on the caps now. Um Zach Asperis. No, he's made everyone better. Right. I, I do not disagree with that at all. And I don't think Ovi does. I think Backstrom, like I said, yeah. Backstrom does. Yeah, absolutely. But I think Crosby, Crosby on the ice not only can score, but he makes whoever he's playing with, no matter how garbage they are, makes them into a scorer. And, you know, and, what's furthermore, I'm so sick of hearing this. Well, when Gretzky played... The goaltenders were were they were only stood up and they smoked between well, periods and blah blah blah. But you know what? Exactly. I mean, put some of the equipment that those guys were wearing on the stars of today. Oh, and by the way, put them with the '80s rules where it was basically WWE on ice, right? Talking no two line passing. Yep. So 100%. you know, the clutch and grab was a was a normal part of defense. Yep. Whereas it's, you know, now it's obviously been eliminated from the game. And I'll tell you something further. I'm kind of actually sick and tired of the Connor McDavid, Wayne Gretzky comparison. I think the closer oh, comparison, yes. to be perfectly honest with you, if you want to just go player to player, I think it's actually closer to Mario Lemieux. Because yeah, Lemieux no, was much right. was a much better I, physical player than Gretzky was. The tools, you know, the I wrist know shot. Your love, I know your love for Gretz. Right. I know it. And I appreciate it. That's, and I yeah, that's not a secret. Amazing, also. <laughs> and I, I, I don't, I don't put Mc, I, I just don't put McJesus in the same level. Like he's just not, not a yet. great one. Because he here's the thing: he's had one great playoff so far. One great play. I want to wait. And this is why I think it's so stupid sometimes to compare current players to past players based on one year. Let's see what the body of work is. To be perfectly right. honest with you. 
All right. I mean, that's that's the thing. So, yeah, I, mean girl hockey says Semenko was not garbage. Yeah, I I gotta agree with that. I mean, I actually <laughs> like Dave Semenko, the Moose. I yeah, mean, I, I know offensively, offensively, I know what you mean. I, I knew what you were getting at. Absolutely, yes. he was no, he was certainly no offensive. Score that many goals that are way higher skills. Right, exactly, and that's and exactly what you meant. Made him score. Right, exactly, and but I mean, the thing is, is like with Wayne Gretzky, you could put a fire hydrant on his line, and the fire hydrant's going to score twenty five goals. Right, you're going to bang the puck off that fire hydrant <laughs> you know, right into the top shelf. Do it so, every time. <laughs> so yeah, I think I said I to take nothing away from Connor McDavid. Certainly, hands down, the most exciting player in the league. Beyond yeah, a shadow of a doubt, love to watch. you know. Love to watch. But this, this, all this talk. Let let's wait a few years before. It's not even. It's it's got. It's not even going to be a few years. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it may long term be Matthews that puts up the goals and challenges the record. And I, I mean, Edmonton has like. I mean, they've just like buzzsawed through like so many top round choices that right not panned out and it's it's no discredit to mcdavid and it sucks to play in edmonton when you're not wayne gretzky right and not only that and i, and I just want to be before we close i do want to say this that you know people talk about well you know nobody's nobody's dominated their era so shall we say like gretzky dominated yeah. his whereas mcdavid no is exciting as he is still has comparables Okay. Oh, yeah. But then the then the counter argument to that is, well, yeah, but look what Wayne was playing against. Yeah, let's look at what Wayne was playing against. Wayne was playing against guys like Dale Howarchuk, Steve Eiserman, Pat Lafontaine, Mark Messier. The list goes on and on. Mario came along. So don't tell me he was playing against garbage because he certainly wasn't. No. Absolutely not. He was playing against top flight Hall of Famers. Yeah. And he dominated. And that got away with beating the crap out of him. I know. (laughs) Literally smashing him with her stick. No. All right. Dave the save. Yeah. You have to go. Yep. So, actually, before we go, though, I think Dave's got something he wants to show us. I don't know. Yeah. I got to. Yeah, bud. Yeah. Give me a minute there. Uh, because I know he's he's so excited to show us this. Well, yeah. I'm I'm not excited about it. I I, I am. I, I want this to be. There it is. Oh, I yeah, can't wait. There like, it is. I got to pull it up here. There it, here it comes. You're going to love this, gonna, Drew. It's going to load wait up. For it, actually, so. I want this to become the new. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be our new our new logo right here. <laughs> I see a, I see a little resemblance there. It is him. That is him. My yep. my grandson, I think it was the one that found that, my youngest one. And <laughs> it's grandpa. He's on the ice cream. <laughs> oh my god. It's close enough. You guys have game sticks on me and my wife. Awesome. Both Thank you, you so much. Wife. Absolutely. Thank you. Go to Veterans Park. I miss it. I miss being there and seeing that. I met Lou Brock there one day. Wow. Nice. When they were with the Mets. I I love that park. I love that you guys have baseball back and that Tommy John is sponsoring it. It's awesome. You guys go. Absolutely. But we can't go before we say that Barry wants to make a poster of that and put it up on the boards in his ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm telling you, that's going to be our new logo. That's our new logo. <laughs> Uh, I, could, I, wanna, I, I don't want to just just put you know obviously yes in the rink of dreams. I want to get a billboard for that out on Route Five S now. Oh God! Oh geez. But Drew, let's do no, this Dave's again next week. Looking. Dave, you're better looking than that guy. I, I think I am. Hell with him. Got it, bud. I yep. love these series. I'm going to be watching wall to wall. 
Absolutely. I will be in touch. We'll definitely do this again next week. We'll see who's right and who's wrong. You got it. All right. Beautiful. All right. Well, that's that's all we got because, like I said, we got baseball coverage we got to get to. But uh, listen, everybody, thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, obviously YouTube. Uh, You can check us out at martyslegalstick.com. So for Drew Bray, for Mr. Bluebell Mubars over here, I'm Scott Kimball. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to Sports historynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.